Coming in hot, 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 Lisa shares her financial tips and strategies to build wealth, have fun with finances, and be debt-free without having a restrictive budget. From bankrupt to millionaire, Lisa knows what it's like to feel as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Her unconventional money multiplier system is the very wealth protocol that enabled her to retire two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Coming in hot, 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 Lisa shares her financial tips and strategies to build wealth, have fun with finances, and be debt-free without having a restrictive budget. From bankrupt to millionaire, Lisa knows what it's like to feel as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Her unconventional money multiplier system is the very wealth protocol that enabled her to retire two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Hey, 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 welcome to this episode of I Date Money. I'm your hostess, Lisa Drennan, and today we get to hang out with the beautiful Derricka Leftridge. She is a visionary entrepreneur, and she's also passionate about ethical leaders, a travel agent, and many other things. She's a multi-passionate ladies, and maybe some gents out there listening. So welcome, Derricka. It's so wonderful to have you and your smiling, beautiful face. You know, I... I <laughs> I love talking to multi-passionates because, you know, it's like they have their hands into everything and there's all these multiple income streams coming in, money's uh, all around them and through them and they're creating that reciprocal energy because they don't stop, right? Yes. Yeah. Isn't it beautiful? I love that. I feel like you're the only person who has said it and it's like, I get it. It makes so much sense. It's so true though. Yeah, it is true. I, I know I've and worn multiple hats throughout my, you know, existence on earth. And it's like, yeah, I'm multi-passionate and I can do all those things at once. And people look at me like, how do you do that? I'm like, I just love it. And it's not work, right? Because it comes natural. And when you love what you do, there's no questions. You just do it. <laughs> yes, it's fun. It's stuff you will be doing for yourself. You're just going to allow other people to pay you to do it. Exactly. <laughs> Why not get paid for your talents? So when you think about it, you're, you're multi-passionate. What are your talents that produce the most income? Um, I think everything really is surrounded around helping people. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would say probably my hair business. Um, I provide cranial prosthesis units to cancer and alopecia patient, patients. Oh, wow. Um, so that's really like from a, a, a heart, you know, felt standpoint, that's like how I help them. Um, and of course it started off kind of superficial just because I was spending a lot of money doing it. Uh, but then I became the patient. So then of course I want to help the other patients. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I've donated four ponytails. Oh my gosh. I love that. I'm working on, I'm working on my fifth. So I had my haircut, um, in June. So Trim. I said, yeah. trim my hair because I, I have to donate another ponytail. Yeah, my goal was to donate 12. And for a while, I couldn't donate any. I was just like, what do you mean? We got to get my hair back and healthy. And now it's healthy again. So I love that, that you do that. And you're a travel agent and you're yes. a visionary coach. And you said you do yes. a couple of things. So what made you, you know, this is the I Date Money show, as you know. And we talk about falling head over heels in love with money. So what made you fall head over heels in love with money? Um, I think it was everything that it brings, uh, which is mostly freedom. Mm -hmm. I think that is something that I've craved 
for a very long time. And I learned very early that the way to get freedom is to have enough money to pay other people to do things for you. <laughs> you know, bigger picture. That's that's how everybody who is um, very, very wealthy lives a life of luxury. They have gotten to the point where they have worked so hard that they can now afford to pay people to do other things and they can relax. So that that's my goal. That's what attracted me to want to have multiple streams of income, because I know that is the only way that I'm going to be able to have that much money is because they're going to be coming from different places. And it's not me working three or four or five, six, 15 jobs. (laughs) I worked four jobs at one time. (laughs) I think we all have. And nobody became a millionaire from it, right? So then I was like, well, what am I doing? Yeah, well, it's it's strategically placing that money once you receive it. And I like to call my money buckets, you know, they used to be called money envelopes and the envelope system's been around forever. My grandma taught it to me and I'm sure her mom taught it to her. But when you think about money, if money was a person, describe your relationship. What's it like? It's like my best friend, but not the dependent best friend. You know, there's lots of relationships you're in where you have a dependency on that person. Um, I like it. I am very uh, cautious with money. I think we're best friends because I know what to do with it. Even if I am spending money recklessly, that is a conscious decision because maybe I have some thought process in the back of my head of how I'm going to make it back in some other form. So yeah, money's my best friend. I don't think we have a, a problem. I think I save when I need to and I invest when I need to. And I think as a business owner, you should have a very um, touch and go relationship with money because you are always going to get it and you are always going to need to invest it. Yes, absolutely. And having a strategic plan in place. It's just like, you know, when you want to lose weight or you want to build muscle. Yes. You have to have yes. a plan. It's the same thing with money. You want to build wealth. You have to have a plan. So yes. what's your favorite plan to implement? Um, I think everything is actually one big plan. But I think right now I'm really focused on the coaching, the counseling, the strategic branding. Um, I feel like a lot of people were really excited about it during the pandemic. And then everybody kind of got a little days. whatever business ideas they had kind of fell to the side. And I've noticed a lot of people mentioning that to me. So I really want to hone in on all of that right now. I heard that there could possibly be a pandemic coming back or it's back on lockdown or anything. So I really want to like get people prepared for that. I know there was a lot of people who got laid off last time. So, you know, we're working on all of these people who are in these corporate positions and working nine to fives and all these other jobs. I really want to help them now so that they can be better prepared this go around than a lot of people were last go around. So coaching is really my like focus right now. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. When you think about the the pandemic and the the money issues that went happen, I mean, a lot of people lost their jobs, but they were getting unemployment, but then, you know, there wasn't enough to pay their rent. And then, you know, all these programs and things stepped in. And, you know, looking back, a lot of people were like, well, no, I still don't have any money. And, you know, I was looking at the income going, what did you do with all the money that you got? I mean, they got a $600 bonus per week which was nothing like they were earning. If you think about it, you know, their net salary. And I was like, what'd you do with all that money? And not one person could tell me what they did with that money. And I thought, Hmm, um, did you ever hear of balance sheets? (laughs) Right. 
budgets, <laughs> right? keeping track of those finances. With you having multiple businesses, how is it for you to juggle all of your different your different strategies for, you know, your profit and your losses? Um, It's very difficult. I'm not going to underestimate that. Um, But I think the the biggest thing, of course, having separate bank accounts, um, nothing's mixed up. So that makes it easy when I go in to audit everything. And I'm really meticulous. Um, I was a, a financial auditor at my job when I had a job. So I'm really like anal about numbers and everything populating and being correct. So I'm really OCD. I don't want to say OCD, but a little <laughs> bit about all of that stuff. I put notes on everything. I upload receipts. Um, my, my bank has a way that you can just upload receipts to the app for everything to keep them all organized. So I definitely try my best to do that because I know what my taxes looked like before I got organized and it's so much better now. So yeah, I, I think I do a pretty good job of that, but I definitely say my bookkeeper is a lifesaver. <laughs> lifesaver. Yeah, it's always nice to have the bookkeeper organize all of your receipts. Oh, yeah. Make sure everything gets accounted for. And pull stuff out. Maybe that maybe I'm over um I am over she's also does my taxes. Maybe I'm over what do you call it? Um Oh man, I just went blank. Um, I'm over trying to claim certain things. She does a really good job of saying, no, we'll save that. Like I have a bunch of properties under my businesses. So instead of doing them all in the same year, she does a really good job of saying, no, we're going to put this off to next year. So yeah, bookkeeper, tax person, she saves my life. Without her, I think it would be a lot messier for sure. Yeah. And I always say bookkeepers and, you know, accountants, CPAs, they're wonderful for the business end of it. But what about your personal expenses? Who manages all of that? Just me. (laughs) So where do you turn to for advice on like saving for your rainy day fund or, you know, allocating for the mortgage payments that are coming up or things like that? I've always been a good saver. Um, I I don't know. I don't know if I need like saving advice necessarily now I think investing advice would definitely be that's something I need to do a better job of because I'm good about saving my money and I'm good about putting my money into my business but it's really hard for me to take ten thousand dollars and put it somewhere and I not get like inventory or supplies or marketing or you know there's not some instant return for me so I do have to work on my investment money but like money that's in stocks I forget about it I don't even remember the last time I checked any of my stocks or anything like that um so but yeah that's probably where my my growth needs to be in the investment side but I think I saved pretty well yeah. And, you know, and check on your money. A lot of people want a relationship with money and they want to, you know, connect with it and have money work for them, but yet they don't pay attention to it. And, you know, looking at your full portfolio is so important. So I'm okay. just curious as to why you put, you have money in stocks and you have some money invested, but you're like, eh, eh, who cares? <laughs> because I get very anal. Uh-huh. Um, 
I'm either I'm either not invested or I'm fully invested. So there's no like median. And I know if I sit there and watch the stock go up and watch it go down and watch it go up and watch it go down, I'll be the person to be like, oh, well, I should sell this. And then maybe the next thing, you know, it skyrockets, you know, and then I'm upset at myself. So it's like that balance of um, over controlling everything. Mm -hmm. I try not to over control where my money goes because as you know as a business owner you can have it today and it could be gone tomorrow so i just try not to get too overly emotional i guess yeah um, but i i agree with you i definitely should do a better job of of checking on them for sure yeah absolutely having that strategic plan and checking it often i mean minimum twice a month is so key okay. to building wealth and strategy and, you know, when we know what our, where our business money is going, when we set aside the profit, the taxes, the operating expenses and cut ourselves, you know, a, a paycheck, it's like, oh, I have all this money. And it's so awesome because you can open up your app and say, woohoo, look at what I got going on. And then, you know, when you can take your, your paycheck and transfer it over to your personal money, and then you have all this money that you can, you know, implement the, I like to call it my money multiplier system where you implement the 10, 10, 10. So 10% for fun money is my most favorite thing. And then right. you don't have to worry because there's a lot of guilt with, especially business owners. Oh, I don't want to spend that money because I might not be there. Like you had alluded to, maybe it won't be there tomorrow. You know, we're not really quite sure what's going on. But what would it look like if you could know what's exactly what's going on because you're kind of projecting it, you know, and that's where that profit and loss statements comes through. And I'm just curious with your um, multiple businesses, what's your, I know you said you, you know, you have your accountant and all of that, but what's your part in, in overseeing all that to make sure that the numbers are correct. I've talked to a lot of entrepreneurs on the show who are like, yeah, I've switched accountants three times because I found mistakes. And, you know, this happened and that happened. The numbers didn't look right. And I was actually watching a movie the other day, the story of George Foreman. And I don't know if he, is it George Foreman Jr. or just George Foreman? I forget now. But anyways, his life story is amazing. And he was making all that money as a fighter. And he had a guy, a financial guy that was, you know, investing all of his money. And, you know, when he retired and, and opened up his gym, the lights went off one day. And he's like, what's going on? He calls up the financial guy and, you know, had to rough him up a bit because the financial guy lost all of his money because he wasn't paying attention. And right. I was, I am going to use that story because, because it's it's true. Like he didn't pay attention. He trusted right. all of these people. So when you think about, you know, connecting with your accountant, like, do you have a set schedule where you meet with them and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And, and how do you know the numbers look right? Well, I do everything day to day. She only gets um, involved during tax season. So okay. all the day to day, month to month profit loss on a, like a day to day basis, I'm in charge of all of that. There's nobody else who does finances on a regular basis other than me. She's just she just comes in when tax season is there to make sure that everything's right and that I'm not, like I said, over trying to because I will. I Everything is business. I, I'm like you said, 10 percent is fun then that means there's 90% business. So I have a lot of business expenses to write off. So mm -hmm. that that is really where that comes in. That's probably the only thing I go over on, but I definitely monitor everything myself. I do not, to your point, um, trust anybody else to make sure that the numbers are correct. I do all of my final numbers. I give it to her and then I compare what she has to what I've already done. That's beautiful. I love that. 
having that that self-check. I was a treasurer for three not-for-profits. And that's something that we always did. I always triple checked everything to make sure it all balanced out. And, you know, you have a sense of satisfaction knowing that, yeah, this is secure. Like these, these numbers are right. And I don't have to worry about the IRS coming after me because my numbers are good. I got all my paperwork, right? Yeah. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs, especially if they're an LLC, they don't really understand the, the tax structure and things like that behind it. So uh, are you an LLC? Um, one of my businesses is my um, hair prosthesis company is an LLC. So curious to know why you set it up as an LLC versus another entity. One, because of the medical aspect of it. Um, I knew that was where my business was going to be going. And at some point, I'm pretty sure they're probably going to be two different sectors. Mm -hmm. uh, so I wanted them to be under the same entity. Um, and I didn't want to have to create two separate businesses either because they have the same business model. One is just medical and one is retail. Okay. I love that. So when you, what did you, can you just share your knowledge of an LLC, like what you were told when you set it up and, you know, what, about the tax structure and things like that? Um, what do you, uh, well, so I guess what I was told was that it's supposed to be for people who don't, first of all, you are not your business. So like my, my business name is not Derek Leftridge. I'm not selling myself. Um, I'm not a content creator. I am not, um, I'm just not selling myself. I'm not the product. So my business is not under my name. Um, that was the first thing. They um, also, I was told that if I wanted to make sure that, or better try to get tax breaks. Um, so my LLC is in Wyoming, I'm mm -hmm. not California. Uh, so I did that for tax purposes. I put my LLC in Wyoming because of the reason how much my LLC costs to start in addition to like the tax breaks that you get as a state for being state tax breaks that you get for having your LLC in Wyoming. Mm -hmm. So those were like the the main three things that I think attracted me to it. Oh, and uh, aside from me knowing my company was going to grow and I knew I needed to break it off and have everything under one organization. Um, I, some point it might get switched. Um, I might end up moving it. I think it just depends on how deep into the medical side of things I go. Uh, but right now it's really surface level. I'm just a provider. Um, but yeah, I think that was just the best place for me to start in that space because of what type of business I had. And because of what right. role I played in that business. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I, I was told years ago that an LLC was for brick and mortar companies and, you know, it protects, protects your assets, but that's just the LLC foundation. And a lot of, you can name it whatever you want and put as many companies underneath it as you want. But the thing that um, I find a lot of people don't understand is it's the tax structure. It automatically defaults to self-employment unless you elect a S or a C corporation. And right. I realize a lot of um, people who get an LLC don't realize that. I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> you need to look into that to find out why. So, and I, I guess just working with taxes as a treasurer and and being so, you know, integrated with IRS and law and DO, Department of Labor law, I was like, how come people don't know this? So it's interesting to, to hear that Wyoming, so now I don't know how long you've had your LLC. So I just opened up um, an LLC for a not-for-profit and we use Texas because that was like the best state for it. And one of our board members is located in Texas. Nice. Um, keeping that strategy, you know, strategically like the tax purposes and knowing like the laws of the state plus the federal, 
it gets to be really complicated. So I love that you're managing all of these things and you're just, you're just so confident and you keep it all together and you like know exactly what you want. What's your favorite app to track all of your finances? I don't think I really do anything on the app. Um, I feel like I'm too anal about it. I want to be on my laptop. I want to see numbers. I want to see downloaded reports. I plug everything um, into Excel and I like old school. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there's lots of apps, you know, and I do use the app like on for my banks as far as like to get that initial receipt. But I download all those reports and I just do it old school into an Excel document. Yeah, I still write checks, you know, I feel like there's certain things that should just be done a certain way. I do not like the concept of like putting all of that into an app and God forbid if the app, you know, goes somewhere, all of my stuff is gone. So, yeah, 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 that actually happened with me. I still keep a checkbook register and Mm -hmm. I had an app with a checkbook register and it all of a sudden just didn't work one day. And I was like, what happened to it? And I was just like, you know, in my, my bank, my statements were meticulous. So I knew what I had, but I had to go find a new app. And like, I really wanted that checkbook register style. And I like, because I still use Excel sheet and there's, I've, I've fiddled with different apps and stuff, but good old Excel, you can't beat that for you a nice picture. And I've worked with QuickBooks for years and I'm like, eh, I don't know about QuickBooks. Yeah, me either. I love that. I tried it. (laughs) <laughs> I, I yeah I said I worked for years and I'm like well maybe someday I'll go back to it I mean they've improved yeah. but there's got to be you know a better software I'm uh I'm uh you know profit first professional so a lot of their their um banking is amazing and it's like you know Novo is a great bank system for businesses to be able to allocate all of the things so um you mentioned all of your businesses um and my son is like, hasn't, he's like, boom, boom, boom. He keeps calling me. So Krista, you're going to edit this part out. Um, <laughs> and she's listening to the video. So we'll move in. So you mentioned all of your businesses. Tell us about one. What's your, what's your 90 second elevator pitch of one of your favorite businesses? Uh, so definitely be my consulting business strategic um, business strategy business. So I love helping people. I love helping people start new businesses. I love helping people get additional streams of income. That's super important to me. I want everybody to be financially literate. I want everybody to be financially stable. I want everybody to be financially educated. Um, so that is the, the base of my business. I work with people who work in corporate, who have jobs, nine to fives, and they are just trying to get above water and that be their permanent space. Um, They have, I want them to be educated on how they can add additional streams of income, let them know that there is no glass ceiling. You can definitely stay at your job and have additional um, streams of income. That doesn't necessarily always mean a business. I think everybody assumes that that's the only way to get additional streams of income. And it's not, you can invest in lots of things. You have lots of businesses that are ran on automation. So 
that is like the the basis of what I do is really just to give people options and to show them all of the different ways that you really can make money. Yes, there's traditional ways and yes, there's a specific ABC one, two, three way, but there's lots of people who don't do that. And there are lots of people who are successful not doing that. We know millionaires who never graduated from, you know, high school, who never went to college. So there's no like right or wrong way you have to do something. So I just really want to give people the the courage and the support to know that like give give me your idea we can figure it out maybe you don't know but I will hear I'll be here to help you I think that support is something that a lot of people don't get especially as business owners um there's a very close-minded uh, thought process and I want to just open everybody's minds to everything I love that. That's amazing. And, you know, um, we all grow up with, you know, words of wisdom. Can you share words of wisdom that were shared with you? Just keep going. Just don't give up. You know, there's, there is no end to whatever you're doing. Get the goal, keep going. It doesn't matter if the keep the goal keeps moving, you keep going, you will eventually get it. I love that. Being consistent and persistent and go after Absolutely. what you want. Yes. <laughs> and what's one tip that you can give our audience that will help them get a micro result with their financial journey, especially in their business? Um, plan. Um, plan and pivot, I guess, because financial planning and planning in business and planning and everything is super, super important. Um, but you want to make sure that you have a backup plan just in case your actual plan doesn't work because the the goal still needs to be met. You know, you still have to get there. So definitely plan and pivot. I love that. Plan and pivot, everyone listening. So <laughs> you can connect with Derica. Check the show notes for links and check her out. She's got a lot going on. And, you know, maybe you can help her with the hair thing that she's doing to help the, the patients. It's yes. a beautiful journey. And if you need travel plans, you know, got a travel agent here too. So multi yes. <laughs> thank you so much for being here. And for those of you listening, be sure to rate the show, share it with your friends, give us a five-star review. And remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make, it's what you do with it. Thanks for tuning into the show. Give us a five-star review and share it with your friends. Get ready to activate wealth. Be the next millionaire. With a simple adjustment of your finances using an energetically aligned money multiplier system, you get to build wealth by partnering with money. It's time to have fun with finances. Pick a date. The link is in the show notes to book your wealth activation call where you will get the one solution to multiply your money. Remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make, it's what you do with it.